Unexpected rain. I was not expecting this weather, and then it just got cool, just like that. I know. I just came back from Mississippi, and it's like ninety-five degrees down there. So I feel like it's been raining for forty days and forty <laughs> nights, and I'm legit over it. I don't really have the time. I know, right? <laughs> and I feel like I haven't been here in forever. It's been, like we've been taking turns, taking I off. I know. Like, we were gone for a month, yeah. and then I came back the following week, and then I wasn't here the week after. And now I'm here, and but T's not Takara's here. The yeah. <laughs> car is not here, so it's just me and Ish this morning. And we have a special guest in the <laughs> building. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us who you are. Hi, I'm Tiffany McPherson. How are you? Friend. This energy. <laughs> you don't have to yell. It's oh, the whole microphone. Okay, my bad. We my can bad. hear you. Listen, I'm just trying to keep this energy up. I know for radio, you got to be like, hey. How you doing? <laughs> you do. Woo! I appreciate Jesus. you bringing the sunshine on a cloudy day. Aww, that oh, that was yes, so good. When it's cold outside. That was good. I got the, the month, month of May. Hey, glory to God. <laughs> 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 Woo! Annoying. Annoying AF. <laughs> you know you can't curse in the air. Oh, you can't. You gotta do what you gotta do. Look at this. But anywho, um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in this morning. It's rainy. It's starting to get cold. I don't have time. <laughs> However, if you're tuning in, we want to say thank you so much for listening to Vault Talks Women Share. So if it is your first time listening to us, um, Vault Talks Women Share is a platform full of empowerment. It's a place where women can come together to learn more and share about matters which pertain to their world. It's on this platform where women will be able to share about fashion, love, relationships, current event, business, entrepreneurship. We can support one another. And, of course, we can empower each other as women. Woo. Mm, that was good. That was really that. good. <laughs> as women. You heard that little voice change? That was good, friend. That's your change. professional voice. <laughs> I like that in you. Thanks. You know, we're going to dive right in. I have tons and tons of things that I want to talk about. But before we get into that, Tiffany, tell people, give uh, everybody a little bit of background as to who you are. Oh, okay. So um, my name is Tiffany McPherson. Again, I am an image consultant. So under that umbrella on one side, I do wardrobe styling um, and creative directing for shoots and all types of things. And then on the other side of that, I'm a brand strategist. Everybody in America is a brand strategist, but count me in, um, which means people bring their businesses and their brands to me. And then I strategize on how to make it look um 
palatable for the audience that they're trying to advertise to or sell to um, in a constructive way. Good. Wasn't that beautiful? That I just this is really my first time ever saying it like Come that. On, so that clear. Come was, on, that was so, great. That was amazing. So it is the fourth Saturday, and so we always have our he said, she said, they share segment. Um, there is no he in the building, so it's gonna be <laughs> it. Not yet. He's Jerome on his way. On Jerome way. is on his way. Um, I'm late. Praise but, God. <laughs> I, listen, he's doing a new thing. <laughs> But also, aside from all of Tiffany's accomplishments, her mom is actually a bomb, 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 bomb relationship expert. Mm -hmm. Um, And she actually coaches me. Um, So it's in her blood, which is another reason why I wanted to have her on the show, because she had so many gems, especially just, I mean, based off of who her mother and her Mm -hmm. dad, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Based off of who they are. So, we're just going to dive right in when Jerome comes, then he'll chime in. So, are you guys ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, our quote. We always start off with the quote. Okay? So, okay. here we go. We accept the love we think we deserve. I'll say it one more time. Put it in your brain, because I'm going to go last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I, I going first on this? Right. Dang. Okay. okay. I'm gonna read Let a me really, story. really listen. I'm going to read a little bit slower. <laughs> Get my thoughts together. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay. We accept the love we think we deserve. Okay. So I have to go first, right? Yes. (laughs) Okay. So we accept the love we think we deserve, which means um, however you view yourself is what you're going to accept in a relationship. Um. And the love that you get from another person. So if you don't think that you deserve, and this is really extreme, but if you don't think you deserve to um, not be slapped around or physical abuse or emotional abuse or whatever, um, that's the love that you're going to accept. Um, And a lot of this love comes from past relationships, what we've been taught in our homes, um, what we've seen. So if you've seen behavior or dysfunctional behaviors or positive behaviors in your household, a lot of times that's what you will emulate. It also, like I said, experience plays into that, too. So if you've been in relationships where you've accepted that uh, along the way and you have not gone through the healing process, Um, then you will continue to accept that love and that becomes your normal. So it's really important that we change our normal or what we think is normal um, and go sit down and talk to someone through behaviors that we don't probably even know that are dysfunctional. And if some, if we're in a relationship and somebody else is accepting these dysfunctional relationships, I mean, these dysfunctional behaviors, then uh, my mom always says you attract who you are, not what you want. And so you are attracting on that same dysfunctional level, which is why I always encourage people because people think if they can't get to my mama, they can come and sit in my chair and I'm not doing this professionally. (laughs) (laughs) So I always tell them first, go sit, go see love McPherson. But second, um, make sure you are healing and, and recognizing those areas where you are are attracting on a lower level than what you should be attracting on. So, yeah. 
was good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dang, yeah, that was horrible. Yeah, no, that was good. You touched on a lot of good points. Um, everything that you said, I agree with. Uh, we definitely attract who we are. Yeah. That's why it's important to do self work yes, first yes. before you try to come together with anyone else. Um, people often wonder, like, why do I keep attracting the same person, mm-hmm. the same guy over and over and over? It's, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> it's not them. It's you. Yeah. So uh, the important thing is is to take a step back and really evaluate what you have going on, um, some things that you need to change. I know it's hard for us to look at ourselves and see what we're doing wrong and some things that we need to get rid of, some things that we need to add. But it's all about that self-evaluation piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you take time out, Spend time with yourself and stop trying to chase. You, I think we look for things in relationships a lot of times to fill some voids. Um, but, yeah, just spending time with yourself, you'll come to realize who you are, mm-hmm. what you want, and the things that you are attracting. Um, it was another point that you – oh, yeah, we teach people how to treat us. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So everything that people do, we allow. Maybe not the first time, but if, you, if it's a um, – pattern if mm-hmm. they keep doing the same thing over and over it's the things that we allow so yeah. again it just it goes back to self everything starts with self um just really do like a self-evaluation if you're not with someone or if you are with someone really evaluate yourself outside of your relationship and see some of the things that okay i do this i need to change this and either the other person will fall in, fall in line or you'll realize that that's not the person for you yeah yeah Gabs, it's your turn, finally. Yes. Sheesh. <laughs> I agree. Talking for hours. Y'all done stole my answer. <laughs> it, it doesn't, add your own spin on what we said, dog. Okay, on it. But bef- okay, before I do that, I have a question, though. Okay. Question? Tell me what you... I'm not about to play with you today. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know how... Okay, I totally believe, like, you attract who you are. All of that. However... Have you ever? Have you ever loved someone more than yes. you? Have? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever like seen a couple together, and maybe one person? You can tell like one person is just like trash and raggedy, right? And. The other person is, or maybe not even trash and raggedy. Maybe, like, somebody is just on, like, this high level. Like, they got their business booming. Like, they, on paper, they're super bomb, whatever, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other person, they just not haven't attained what this other person has. And so you're just like, how are they together? Like, that's not really who, they're not equally yoked. So how are they working? That person was still attracted by that other person it's like we some people want to fix people in a sense okay um so they attract broken people Mm. even though they are they may you know they look like they have it together like you said they look good on paper um but they are broken as well so is that still that there's still a level of brokenness in them that is attracted to that other person absolutely like that what we see on the outside and what we see when we look at people is not all there is to that person true so whatever you know they have going on it's it's you're gonna like attracts like so that person is broken just as much as that other person they may just be in different stages in their life as far as like what we consider success and let me chime. I want to chime in. I want to say that I think that um, 
sometimes you may attract on a certain level. Mm -hmm. And then as you begin to work on yourself, if that person is not doing the same thing, you can sometimes outgrow the other person. Mm -hmm. And so maybe you all did attract on brokenness. Maybe you all did attract on hurt. Maybe you did attract on that level. I know in a past relationship, I was in a long distance relationship. um, And I was with a guy who was very fearful at that point in my life. um, I had a lot of, I'm a, I don't want to brag on myself, but I, Girl, think, I, have, I think I have great characteristics. Okay, um, that's good. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, for real. Thank you. No, I think I'm really bomb. And I was really bomb. And I'm, I'm going to continue to be. But um, at that stage, I had a lot of stuff that I could be doing, yeah. um, a lot of potential, but I was too fearful to move on that potential. Mm. I attracted a man who was the same way. Mm -hmm. And so when I decided, listen, I can't stay in this place anymore for myself. I'm not Mm -hmm. never put that pressure on him. I began to outgrow him. And then I would be like, why do you act like this? I would be disgusted with the behaviors that I saw in myself in the beginning in him still staying stagnant. It's more amplified when I start healing and moving forward and actually acting on my ambitions and so, or my potential. And so um, I think that sometimes you can outgrow a person and that doesn't mean you just got to know if, if they never change, like my mom, my mom's famous thing to say is you have to ask yourself, can my love cover that? Girl, I'd if be they in your never share like no, no, if they never change, if nothing ever moves or anything can, if they stay in that place in which you've attracted them on, can your love cover that? And if it can't, you got to keep it moving, yeah. which I did. Hallelujah, it's a God. Woo! No, for real, God in this time. place, He's here. Won't he do it? Okay, that's all I got to say about that. That's good. That's good. Well, listen, our uh, other special guest, Jerome. Jerome in the house. Hey, Jerome. Jerome, hey, Jerome hey, in the house. This is Jerome, guys. I'm on Instagram so, Live. You just walked in, so our quote is we accept the love we think we deserve. So that's what we're dialoguing around. So since I'm going to give you a little second to a little marinate on it, and I'm going to speak my piece. Um, well, I really do feel like you guys just took all the words. <laughs> but just say it just, again. Just on a personal level, I can relate. Um just even when you're talking about outgrowing somebody, like when I look back to past relationships, um, I definitely, some of my past relationships, I was operating out of like low self-esteem. Mm. So Stain. Low self-esteem. <laughs> and so the men that I allowed myself to entertain, they were either feeling a void um, or they were... They had low self esteem too. <laughs> <laughs> like when I really yeah, think for real. about it, you got to assess that. You do have to assess it, and I think when you're in it, you don't even re- you don't realize it or recognize it, which is crazy. You don't, you don't. until you really do that self evaluation. Until you start growing, you then you're like, like what? "What am I doing what is here?" Happening? Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, um, not there was a guy that I dated. 
two years ago, something like that. And we were both broken. Um, and I didn't realize that at the time. I had been out the dating game for a minute, so it was, and I was open to dating. So it was nice to have somebody show interest in me and all of that. So I think once I started, well, first of all, seeking God, because I realized in my relationships I had not done that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I suffered the consequences for not doing that because um, I think that if I would have really sought God first, mm. I would have realized, A, you need some healing, and B, this shouldn't move past a friendship. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think in in that moment, it taught me a lot, though. And that's nothing against him. He's a great person, honestly, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, but just realizing, like, as I began to sit in your mom's chair to me <laughs> and really <laughs> do the work, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like, there's so much stuff that I need to do mm-hmm. first, like, mm-hmm. within my own self before I can bring anybody in to my world. And I was doing myself a disservice. It wasn't fair to me because... I wasn't healed from a lot of things. Mm. And then it also wasn't fair to him, too, because I'm taking things out on him that really has nothing to do with him. And then as I'm growing, like you were saying, Tiffany, I'm getting mad at him for not doing stuff. But then again, I'm not doing those things either. And I'm getting healed from those things. And I'm like, damn, why is you still doing (laughs) No grace. No level of grace. (laughs) It's like this annoying, vicious, unhealthy cycle. It's crazy. Until God was like, all right, fam, enough. Like, release him. Like, please. Yeah, because I'm annoyed too. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I think that is definitely true. You really, we do accept the love that we think we deserve, mm-hmm. and until we realize like who we are and what we deserve, we'll always attract the ragged or accept the raggedy. I think the beautiful thing about that is that God will always use that though yeah. um, to to show you where you are though. If you let, him. if you let him, if you, if, let, if him. you let him, yeah. But I, I think that. It was for me, it was a great locator and seeing like, oh, gee, you you really got to get yourself together or this is it. Yeah. Do you want to stay here for for the long run in raggedy land? Nobody got time. (laughs) No. No. Or am I going to sit here and look at my potential for the rest of my days? And that's it. No, ain't nobody got time. So I just love how God was able to use that to show me like this is where you are. You either going to grow or not. And then when you outgrow a person, you got to let them go. And you do. You got to let them go. It's okay, though. It is okay to outgrow somebody. And I had to realize. Please, Gabby, say that again. It's okay okay to outgrow. And if they're not willing to go with you. You got to ask them too. like if if they're willing to go with you, then you need to have the same grace that God gave you and be patient with them. But if they're not, then you got to let them go. And it doesn't mean and I had to realize this, that it doesn't mean that you're better than them. Right. It just means like what just like the club. You know, we all used to kick it in the club every now and then we could still go out. You know, what I, mm-hmm. but I'm not doing that every weekend, mm-hmm. getting drunk every weekend like I did in college. Mm-hmm. First of all, I'm 30. My body can't take it. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Number two, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. Like going out every once in a while. I'm still not going to a club. I may go to a bar or something. Right. But that atmosphere isn't fun anymore. I've mm-hmm. outgrown it. You, I've outgrown come it. Come on. And that's okay. And the same thing with people. Some people don't want to move. Some people are taking different 
sprouts in their life that just don't suit my lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. And, it and you get you get so attached though to that normal. Yeah. It feels uncomfortable when you start moving out of that. Like even when you move from a different person, like it may feel like, am I supposed to be a, like not feeling the same way? Yeah. Like it's really uncomfortable. And if you don't check that, you'll stay in that space. Like. Yeah. Just because this is what I'm used to, this is what's been comfortable, this is who I've been for so long, Absolutely. you'll sit in that same place forever rather than growing. You got to yeah. grow and move. Some people will, but I feel like if you have that relationship with God, you'll know. Yes. Because yes. it'll make you so yes. uncomfortable to where you have no other choice but to go. Yeah. And yeah. All right, I'm going to head out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Exactly. That's the truth. Exactly. But like you said, there's nothing wrong with um, outgrowing people. We were not born together. Um, we, we won't die together. We won't. I don't live my life for anybody else but me. So mm-hmm. I have to do what I have to do for me. Mm-hmm. If you are equipped to come along, that's fine. If not, I'll see you when I see you. And that's just people have to come to that realization. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, but let's let. Yes. Yeah, Jerome, yeah, the mail. mail. Come on, and on this. So, you do we need to read the quote again? No, no, I got it. Okay, um, he got it, y'all. No, we're just going off of what you said. <laughs> you said something very um, important, where just like getting to that place it, with experience, with time, and dealing with people, dealing with yourself. Most of all, you'll get to that place where um, you understand, like, okay, enough is enough, but yet, and still, I've outgrown. Um, one thing I know, like, with with a lot of my friendships, relationships, whatever, I always walk in thinking, okay, I know I'm a handful. I'm just going to be honest with you. Everyone is a handful. You have your flaws. You have your shortcomings. You have your – but that that that's those things that make you you. You know, so it's like, yeah, in any relationship, when you're getting to know someone, you're realizing more about yourself. You're like, man, I didn't realize I talked so much. Or I didn't realize that I <laughs> nagged so much. Yeah, I didn't realize that I complained so much. Like, man – so you don't realize, you know, sometimes after the fact, like, you, until you run into those people, be like, okay, yeah, I'm just not feeling you like that because you talk too much or you negative. <laughs> I'm like, man. And then, you know, some people take that, well, you just, you know, and they get attitudes. But sometimes take that as constructive criticism, mm-hmm. criticism as like, okay, maybe I do talk too much. Maybe I am negative. But once again, like you said earlier, it becomes your norm to the point that you don't know that you're doing these yeah, things. Yeah, So it's yeah. like, you know, maybe I may come off to someone as, man, he always complains about something, but in my head, that's just me processing. Yeah. So it's like, you know, just having to understand. So like, you know, yeah, it's turn 37, thank God. Oh, come on, And, you know, I realize and I understand now <laughs> that I can't entertain just any kind of friendship or relationship anymore. Say that again. My a lot God. of people don't have the capacity to handle me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, granted, like, oh, he complaining. He's a nagger. He's negative. No, I'm just processing. I'm a Virgo. I'm analytical. I dissect everything. Oh, you're a perfectionist. So, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. people are like, oh, you. No, I'm just processing. <laughs> My God. So, anything, you know, just learning how to um, just understand that people may not have the capacity to handle who you are. Don't take it personal. Like, you know, you just... <laughs> You're just not built to deal with me. You know, any any kind of relationship, like um, you were saying, you know, people are going to change. And if you don't change, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally had to cut off a couple of weeks ago some high school friends because they just kept constantly bringing up, we used to do this, we used to do this. And I was like, bro, we've been out of high school almost 20 years. Yeah. Why are you mm-hmm. yeah. still focus on, oh, let's go and do this like we used to? Because yeah. clearly, in your mind, yes, it would be the same, but... To almost forty year old, you're just like going knocking stuff over and just just doing crazy <laughs> stuff. It's just there there comes a point of maturity. Yeah. So when you, you know going into these friendships, 
you know, you have to think long term. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, that's why I believe a lot of millennials don't believe and want to get married because things change and they they don't adapt to change well at all. You know, it's just like, yeah, if I can keep you, it goes back to the church conversation that we had. If I can manipulate you to stay who you are. For the longest, I got my hold on you. But if you want to grow and you want to like, that's when, oh, man. So you're trying to do stuff for yourself. You're going back to school. You know, you working. Mm-hmm. You grinding, getting two part-times. You want to get out of debt. Over to the mind, immature mindset. Oh, you acting funny. Yeah. Why you don't call me no more? Yeah. We used to kick it. You don't have time for me no more. I'm on my grind. Right. I'm living my life. I right. want to live better. Right. So I won't have that same mindset. So a lot of people struggle with you changing. But. That's something that you need to do for yourself. And if you have that same mindset that you had when you were a teenager and you're 30, you push on with that because my priorities have changed. Mm. My life has changed. Mm -hmm. My experience and things have changed me. So if you can't get where I'm at, you got to go. I think think it's crazy that we think that it's... um it's something wrong with, or some people think it's something wrong with growing, but literally that's how God created us. We we're, we're born babies. All things exactly. All, All things, things have to grow yeah. or Even you got to get out the way. Life, you know, like the process. you, you have, you have to grow. And so being stagnant, stagnant is not an option. It's definitely against God's will, you know, for your life. It's not his best. And I think that, we should all want God's best for us. Mm-hmm. And that requires us to be uncomfortable sometimes and do things different to get different results. Absolutely. And and that is in a relationship too. And you got to allow the other person to change and expect it. You come in and expecting somebody to stay the same for the duration of the relationship. My mom loves to say she's um, in her fifties now. And she's like, I'm not my 20 year old self. When I met your father, my love has been through ups and downs and grown and evolved. And if he was to have the same expectations of me from when we were 20, this would never, ever work. And you have to be willing to and you have to go into a relationship knowing we're not going to stay the same and, and leave room. I think that's good. And I, um, I think it's important to have that communication throughout your growth and the changing process and I think that's where a lot of relationships fail like you were saying Jerome um, of course you're not the same person who you were in high school so you're different and then people think that you're acting funny because you're changing and growing and you're on your grind I think that communication to whomever you know you're friends with is like yo listen um, cause I've been through this with my yes, friends. We're not going to be able to kick it That's like good. we used to. I'm not going to be able to call you or hit you up. It's not that we're not friends right now. I'm focused. This is my goal right now. Mm-hmm. And so my lifestyle has to be different. Yeah. And if your friends aren't understanding to the fact that, Hey, we're not going to be kicking it like that. Mm-hmm. Then they're not for you. And then even that have a plan. Like, okay, we can't kick it all the time. Let's do something once a month or like, let's check in every other week or something just so we can still maintain yeah. mm-hmm. the relationship. Mm-hmm. But I think that communication is important. Yeah. Growing old, I understand. Um, it's that one quote, um, what's understood don't need to be explained. Be explained yeah. Um, when you're growing, I mean, that's just life. Me and Takara, perfect example. We met each other in college. Mm-hmm. So we're clearly years and years out of college, but we've seen each other grow, evolve. There's been 
period so we haven't spoken or talking for almost a year months at a time but it's like we have that when we connect we click back up and now for us you know the world to go complete circle she moved back to chicago i've been up here six years and this is like we just reconnect and just like oh you know it's just funny how you know once again not burning bridges and burning relationships with people um that is the main thing which is like well i don't feel no need for you so i'm just throw you away a lot of people do that like okay what's in a friendship that's beneficial to me and it's that that's once again that's a millennial thing that 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 bothers me because a lot of people create and draft these relationships and you know build these bonds with people for something that they can get out of it it's that it's it's not genuine anymore it's just like oh yeah just like the church you know they pass out their business i know like I'm connected to you because mm-hmm. I know you got clout, or I'm connected to you because mm-hmm. I know you have these connections and everything. Ooh. So it's like I'm befriending you just to get something out of it. And a lot of relationships and friendships are not genuine anymore. Right. It's just now, I'm, uh, if you go up, I go up. Yeah, that that is good because if you're a real friend, you're gonna look out for the benefit of your friends. Yeah. But yet and still, people are connecting just to get themselves out there, and it's just like. It's no, what so, happened to the genuineness? Yeah, it's more it. so networking mm-hmm. and friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been like that for a while. I've came to notice that like right out of high school and I had a conversation mm-hmm. with a friend of mine um that we didn't talk every day. We were friends since elementary, but okay, a year can go by and we get together and it's like we never left. And I kind of had that epiphany, like, how come, you know, we can keep it together, but, you know, other people. So I begin to see, like, okay, people just are with you to see what they can get from you. And when you're no longer serving them, they're gone. Mm -hmm. They leave. So, um, I mean, unfortunately, it's a lot of people out there like that. But you know who makes you how people make you feel who makes you feel good you know about yourself when you're with them when you're around them and who's depleting you when you're around them as well that depletion my god yeah you definitely feel it you Mm. definitely feel it Um, that's where discernment and relationship with god come from because reciprocation i love that word i can pronounce it yes reciprocation that's it yes can you spell it though yes i can I'm an educator. I can do this thing. But, you know, reciprocation definitely um, takes, it it definitely, um, it plays a major factor. Like, okay, it it just plays a major factor. You can't go wrong with that because you have that peace in knowing when I walk away from these these tables, I'm not the topic when I leave. Mm. But yet and still, you know, these people are here to support me and push me. And it's just like, you know, you have that, like, it, it just goes a long way. I was off not off um, subject or topic, but I um, quote, um, posted this quote on my Instagram the other day because, you know, I, growing older, you do realize, man, you know, you have some friends that that you don't talk to every day. And then you have some new people that you and it's like you meet these people. It's like, man, these are some amazingly dope people yeah. that have the genuineness that you, you know, desire and friendships and everything. But anyway, the quote says, don't confuse the length of a friendship with the strength of a friendship. They're distinctively different. And, you know, I thought about that. I was like, man, you have these friends that you've been friends with for years, like yeah. years and years. But you you meet these people that are strong, that have your back, they're supportive, they're pushing you. And it's like, you know, I, I think about that now, like that, that whole capacity piece. Like, you know, you have people that that learn how to push you. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm surrounded by people now that push me. I, I tell them a thought, like, this is what I was thinking. 
and then they come back our next conversation. So what did you do about that thought you had? Did you act on it? Did you just let it sit there? And I'm they just like, get out my bed. I'm like, dude, I just told you that because you know, just shooting the breeze with you, and now you holding me accountable. Go on somewhere with that. Absolutely. But I appreciate that. Yeah. Because now I realize I have a greater value and worth for myself because I'm surrounded by these people. It's like we're not gonna let you have these amazing thoughts and and not, you know. That walk in them and do these things second. compared to the friends that I had they were like nah you can't do it don't even know don't even waste your time so it's just like it, I, it goes a long way yeah again I think that goes back to personal growth like mm-hmm. no matter what stage you are in in life you are going to attract who you are yeah. on the inside so that's you that you've done the work you've grown and so you're attracting people like yes. you yes. like minded we, yeah so we we go back and forth um, whether or not we can do certain things but mm. you know you can. You know what you have in you. You know your potential. And those people are there just to help, you know, nourish that and nurture that and help you bring it forth. But you're at that point now to where you are ready to put out those things that you know God has given you to do. Mm-hmm. It's just we do have doubt. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it creeps in here and there. So that's that's why those people are here around you to kind of, like you said, hold you accountable and make sure you go, you know, forth with the things that you want to do. Um, and I mean, this is just the level you're going to go to that next level and then attract, you know, more people yeah. to help you get to that next level. So God is just growing you. Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, my daddy always says obedience leads to abundance. So come on, PK, oh, you better you know, know the word. Listen, mm. I may not know a lot of things, <laughs> but I know she been listening throughout the year. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, he says obedience leads to abundance. So even though the growth and the transitions are scary, when you start moving, it's like, like when mm-hmm. you move, I move just like yeah. that. Just Definitely. like that. that. That should be in the Bible. God, <laughs> listen. <laughs> okay. But it should. Profit when you start ludicrous. moving, then God can start to trust you with certain things and certain people. That's good. And so I feel like a lot of times um, we get stuck. Or we feel like, well, why isn't this person doing it? Because you haven't done what you're supposed yeah. to do. Mm. So God can't release the things that he has for you. He can't release, you know, the other people that you need in your life that should be a part of your growth. Or maybe your friend who you're so stressed out about that isn't growing. Maybe if you can be that example for them, they can grow. You know what, mm. Gabby, what you were saying was really good in the sense of he, God can't release what you need until you move. And it wouldn't be it really wouldn't be fair to you or the other people around you. So if God gave you someone prematurely, what if that person has been praying for you and he gave them to you prematurely and you weren't even where you were needed to be? It's not even an answer prayer for that person. It's not fair to them. God wouldn't be doing them justice or you justice for him to give you something prematurely. Use it if it is exactly you don't have the tools just yet. To handle whatever it is God is going to give you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a flip side to that, though. Um, Like, I mean, like we've been talking about the whole time, we attract who we are. Mm -hmm. So we both may be in a place where we are broken and trying to heal from certain things, which is fine. Um, We have the right to to be broken and to be able to be in that vulnerable place and be, you know, in need of healing. But there is um, instances where people grow together. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced Definitely. that um, through my personal relationship. So I know how it can go. Like, I know where we started and where we are now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've both grown a lot. And to have that experience with someone is, is something. It's beautiful. It is be- it's oh very beautiful. God. It's something totally different. Um, but you have to be aware, have to be willing to do 
the work. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you definitely have to have that connection with God. You can't count God out of anything and expect it to grow. Mm-hmm. Say one more time. <laughs> one more time. You can't count God out of anything and expect it to grow. Well, absolutely yeah. not. Real. I hope y'all got that church. I hope y'all Christians. <laughs> <laughs> no, not so God, God. Okay, but like, yeah. I, okay, this is totally unrelated to relationships. But have you ever thought about that though? Like, and I'm not judging anybody if you're not a believer. Um, I'm not judging anybody based Sam, off no, of that. We're not. However, I just sometimes wonder, like, what do they do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you're not a believer, like, what are you putting your faith in? Or what is the head of your life? And does that even work? Or, like... Yeah, when relationships don't work out, then you just... My life would be just my life is in shambles usually when relationships don't work out. So at least I know that God said that he's going to never leave me nor forsake me. I got some promises to go yeah. off of, you know, you like versus right. somebody who's just like, OK, the moon, my the life is the, the universe will bring right. Right. what I even right. say. <laughs> the universe. The who, yeah. God created the universe. So, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I think a lot of people do believe, but um to an extent, um, there's yeah, a lot I of believe a lot of principles do. to things, but the foundation of it all isn't like God. But they'll take like a lot of the biblical principles to mm-hmm. suit whatever. No, they, it, because it is, it is God, and people is. refer to God as different things—a vibe, um, a universe, a mood, whatever they <laughs> want to call it. But I think they still have that same connection, belief, and faith in that. Yeah. because you have to and then you do have those atheists who don't believe in anything yeah. um so i don't know where their help comes from but but my <laughs> help comes from the lord hallelujah <laughs> glory to god Absolutely. that's where my help comes so, from yeah, i mean whether or not you um define yourself as christian or whatever you believe in something higher yeah, than yourself so you right. have faith in something thing mm-hmm. um which in turns i guess is benefiting you know you if you know if you're still believing in that but we definitely have to know that there is a higher power than us yeah. and that does tie into relationship because you have to have a relationship with god just like you you know you right, have right. relationships with your friends he wants to talk to you if you don't talk to god there's there's no way you can receive the things that he has for you so yeah. listen um yeah, I mean, I think this all ties into relationships. I mean, that's the most important one. So yeah. it starts there, it starts with self, and then you can start connecting with other people. Yeah. Gab, can you read the quote again for anybody yes. who's just tuning in? Yes, give me one second. Let me pull it up. Yes, it says, we accept the love we think we deserve. Mm-hmm. So kind of staying on that same track, do you guys ever feel like you have to choose between um, having who you need in a relationship? In a, in a romantic partner um, instead of having who you want. Who you need versus like who, who you want. Like who you need. Like they may have all the characteristics and qualities and all of that in a partner. So you're like, okay, I'll go with this choice because they have everything that I need like on paper. But they romantically, they may not be like that person who you like desire to have. Um, you know what? I think that who I need and you don't, and this is, you don't know it till you get there. Who you need will trump who you thought you wanted. Um, I met someone and I did not know that that person was everything that I needed. And it was like, 
I'll F them once. Like, skip that. Nobody cares about any of that. That, like, it's not a big deal anymore. And I'm not saying, like, they got to look like a gremlin. Like, just <laughs> who you need is going to trump them looking like a gremlin every day. I'm not saying that. Wow. I'm, I'm saying there's a good balance. You know what I mean? But I think that God is not going to give you some just raggedy mess and then be like, oh, these are all your needs. Aesthetically, they're horrible. <laughs> good luck with that. But I gave you your needs, though, because that's what I said I'd supply. No. But even at the expense of your happiness, though. Like, mm-hmm. this person is everything that I need, but, you know, your needs don't always satisfy you. That's why we have yeah. wants. Like, I yeah. need to eat this broccoli, but I want this piece of cake. Yeah. This cake going to make me happy, but yes. this broccoli going to make me healthy. Yeah. So, like... I mean, like you said, there is a balance, but sometimes we often like negate everything that we want in a person just to be like, okay, this is the person I need. But in the inside, you're still you. So you're still going to have those wants. Mm -hmm. And that creates the problem to where, you know, you're unhappy in your relationship and then you'll find yourself looking outside for the things that satisfy your wants. It's got to be a balance. But we're not always going to get everything we want. No, we're not. No, no, no. Not everything. Definitely not. But if if you can't, I feel like you can't negate your wants. Um, all together to the True. point where you're unhappy you Absolutely. know I just don't want people's and, and, and this is what I've seen I've seen extreme behavior and that's my problem is that people will be like he, I mean, he, he shows up for you. He's financially stable or whatever the case may be. Like he has all of these characteristics that's going to carry you throughout a marriage or carry you throughout the ups and downs of a relationship. But y'all stuck on he got baby dreads like I you know what I mean (laughs) you can't that I don't think that's fair that's not fair to a person and that person is probably not judging you as harshly if you're bringing what you bring to the table so I my my thing is the extreme behaviors don't let what you want trump the the amazing what you need you know what I mean what you need is gonna is what carries you at the same time but that requires you to know what you need because a lot of people are focused on the outward what they can give me naturally oh if you can supply the house if you can supply the car that i want you can supply this but yet and still you can have all of that stuff but not be happy you know you see a lot of people out here oh yeah (laughs) he gave you the house he gave you the car but he beating you you know it's those things where you don't see that really matters the most. Like, mm-hmm. um, like a lot of people, you know, we're, we're all guilty. I, I mean, I can speak for myself, mm-hmm. but we're all guilty of talking. To, oh, they are so unattractive. Yada, yada, this, but their conversation is a bomb. You know, yeah. it's like you have those things like yeah. this is a hidden gem because, you know, a lot of people see and get stuck on the outward, but they can be everything that you need. So it's like this, this materialistic world we live in has yeah. taught us to go after our wants but not really focus on our needs but that does require for you to know what you need like mm-hmm. i need a checker like mm-hmm. i'm to be honest i'm all over the place i am a perfectionist but i need like nah you don't have to do that all the time you know check me please check me but yeah still don't <laughs> go and don't be extra with it you know <laughs> i mean a lot of people are like no nah, i don't want that no check me i need you to check me every once in a while yeah. like you know it's not gonna always be perfect yeah. it's not gonna always go good Check me, because in my mind, once again, I'm processing it. Everything has to go well. Everything has to go perfect. You know, perfect. So it's like, no, look, bro, 
It's just not what it is right now. Yeah. Sit down, calm down. Your blood pressure's going up. Chill. You know, you need those things. So it's like, yeah, it's easy for me to say, I want some, a yes person. I need you to tell me yes to everything I say, you know, everything I do. No, I need someone to say no. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down, chill out. You know, so you you have to know what you need because it goes into that thing. We're accepting what we want. We're accepting what we get. But it's definitely, it's, it's not the best for us because we have these prayers. Oh, God, I want to be in a relationship. I want this, this. The, the enemy, the devil, he hears those prayers as well. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get that decoy. He's going to get like, oh, he's gonna, oh, I heard exactly what you want. Then you wonder why everything you want in the person, you know, introduces themselves. It's like, oh, my God, this is all oh, meant. You had that one conversation. you just like, nah, nah. We, <laughs> you, I'm good on you. So it's like you have to know and distinguish between the wants and the um, the the needs because it says in the word you know god will give you the desires of your heart mm-hmm. but there's a a clause to that if you delight in him yeah. Yeah. a lot of people forget that part so yeah, you know he will supply all your needs a lot of people neglect that like nah i'm gonna i'm gonna go get it. i'm gonna get what i want nah just trust even, god even he a got person you. that you're dealing with romantically they're not gonna give you everything you need mm-hmm. if they could then i feel like god wouldn't exist I mean, you know what, what I mean? Yeah. Just because, in the, I mean, it says God will supply all your needs. So to a certain extent, they can supply your need and the things and your wants as well. But that's where God comes in because if they're not giving me everything I need, I have to leave room for God to do I was just about to say that. You, you, you know what you need to a certain extent, but you don't always know everything you need, which yeah. is why he says God will supply. I think that's important. And then off of what Jerome was saying, I think it's important for us to know just what we value, like what is really important to us. And then God acts accordingly. So I know that family is very important to me and that's what I value. So therefore I want to attract someone who values family as well. And if they don't necessarily value family, are they open to learning, you know, what family is all about? You know what I mean? Maybe they didn't come from a really good family. So I think that in terms of, needs you got to know your values um and then you have to let god do the rest like uh uh, one of my friends he always says you can't carry that and literally you can't carry like i'm gonna carry around all these relationship wants and needs all you have to cast your cares Mm -hmm. and your wants and your desires on god and give it to him and let him do the work you know what i mean and you you stand on your your core principles and your core values and then let him do everything else but you carrying around no god i need a list and this is i need this 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 and this and he's like really you don't really need that because i think you gotta it's a it's a delicate balance so what happens when uh the needs change in a relationship because okay at the beginning you marry this person she's going to be that's good uh, you know a good mother to that's your kids question. kids growing and out the house mm-hmm. so this person hasn't really been fulfilling you in that sense but they were a great parent to your kids the kids are gone what do you do now mm-hmm. what's left because you're unhappy and you have been but that need that you needed to be Change. met has been met so well, then you communicate that right you have to keep a, um my parents say Again, my mom is Love McPherson. She's a relationship expert. Um, She's bomb. Uh, she, I go to her all the time. <laughs> and she gets me together. <laughs> what she she said that throughout your relationship, you have to continue to communicate and dating um, that other person. 
so that you keep that open line of communication at all times so that they are paying attention to when your needs change. And they go faithfully Listen. every Saturday. <laughs> every, they're Jeez, dating right now. Star- they're like my second prince. We be in the house starving. That's fine. Me and my husband are going on a date. Y'all figure it out. <laughs> Okay, no, literally, I, I got kicked out the washroom because my dad was like, Tiffany Love is trying to start early on our date, so <laughs> yeah. you need to hurry up in there. They do so not they don't they don't play. But yeah. keeping that line of you know understanding your your person and knowing who they are and communicating when things have changed or what you like and dislike, so that when it's time for because it's common that when parents get to a certain age and kids are empty and they're empty nesters. They leave like yeah. they don't if they don't still know the person and they're both financial financially stable enough. They get a divorce and they leave. So you got to right. keep that mm-hmm. line of communicate, knowing your person and being intentional about it. You know what I mean? I say this. Um, I know this is old school, but it's the truth. You know what? What you did to get them is what you have to do to keep them. I mean, granted, the needs change, but you have to be so in tune with the person you're with to to identify that need so you can step up to play and meet that need because i mean i look back at the relationships that my grandparents had and my you know my the older people in my family where they've been you know married 30 40 years and you you look at and it's just like i know i i would see the look that my uncle would give his wife this this is like a look like i got you you know it's like man i always said i wanted to model how like she never had to lift a finger you know, they're both deceased now, but, like, she would just put requests out there. She's like, oh, this is not working. This is not this. And he would jump right on it. I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, just to be like him and just to make sure that the house is secure. Like, you know, if you handle and step up to play as a man or even as a woman, you meet those needs and you're just Johnny on the spot. It does not give them the, the thought to want to go outside the house to find what they need. No, it's just like, you know, I, I saw, like, you know, she would say one thing and he would, you know, and they would just feed off of each other. Like, you know, you very seldom see that love nowadays where they finish each other's sentences. I was like, oh, my God, stuff like that, like little things like that always inspire me. Like, man, this is this is the ideal because that means you know them. But those couples are typically happy, right? You would say yeah. that those are happy couples um, because they do have a um, fulfillment of a want. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't see myself being with someone who does not have the things that I want and the things that I need. There's mm-hmm. a balance. Mm-hmm. Definitely, but I'm I'm coming from a perspective because I've seen a lot of relationships. Um, and we're young. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. 28, so we're getting married younger these days, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're not really... We don't really know. We're not really yeah. doing the work that it takes mm-hmm. to enter into a marriage and sustain that marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go back to what you said. You said what you do to get them is what you have to do to keep them. Mm-hmm. But what if you what you did to get them was not really you? Was like raggedy. People put on a front and they pretend to yep. attract the type yep. of person that they want. You get in a relationship you and go. then you're not yeah. happy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where. Um, my my kind of thinking and perspective is coming from it's just like I don't think it's worth it um, being married or com- in a committed relationship with someone and you're just miserable. Sam, is it safe to say that the way that society is set up, a lot of people jump in these unstable, just uncomfortable, 
unbearable relationships just mm-hmm. to say that they're with someone. Absolutely. Because, you know, you get frowned upon, you know, yeah, my mom and my dad, oh, you're 37. It's about time to start settling down. No. Not yet. No, no, no. <laughs> it's not the, I mean, and, and people confuse that with you out here for the sake of words, you know, sleeping around, thotting and, you know, hot boy summer, hot girl fall, fat, well, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> no, but you're out here doing, you know, living your best life when clearly... Some people' motives are, I'm getting myself together. I'm trying to be out of debt. You know, I'm trying to do this. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people equate if you're not settled down or you're not in a committed relationship that you're, you know, dying and stuff. And, and it's bad because, like, a lot of people are getting themselves together. A lot of people have this mindset, well, I don't want to give myself to someone when I'm not where I'm supposed to be or who I, I think I am, mm-hmm. you know? So like you going through your changes and you like, no, before I invite anybody in my world, I want to make sure my world's presentable. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to give you nothing raggedy and uh, ratchet. Cause I don't want nothing raggedy and ratchet. Mm-hmm. And sustainable as well. But you have those people who are married who wish they were single. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they want to be out here thotting and bopping now because they made a choice and it's yeah. not fulfilling them anymore. Yeah. But for the sake of saying that I'm in a relationship, a lot of people do settle and just jump in these things and don't know how to get out because they don't want the other person to feel a certain way. But you only have one life. And if you're miserable, no, you have to learn how to speak up. Right. Like, I mean, it is what it is. You may hurt your feelings. You may hurt their feelings. You may cry. That's part of getting over it and letting go of somebody. <laughs> but, I mean, if you're uncomfortable, and then don't let children get into the equation because that oh, makes yeah. it even harder. Like, oh, my God. Well, I don't know from experience. But, you know, I hear. Yeah. You know, people say, you know, once children get involved, that makes the story much thicker because now you're, even if you didn't want to be bothered with these people, you're, you're stuck with these people till your child turns 18. And then even after that, I don't care. Oh, my turn 18, I'm going to cut them off. Mm-hmm. No. no. You're still, still <laughs> you're still in this child's mm-hmm. life. Yeah. And you're making it harder for the child because now the child is in it's like, my parents are, and that, Especially when you, you know, you and the the bond that the parents had or whatever, or the facade that you all made it look like you all had it together was their example. So now they don't know how to commit because and they don't want to commit because, oh, I've seen this, what I thought was a really good relationship in. Mm-hmm. And now y'all fighting over who wants this and who wants that. That's that. That's why I do believe a lot of millennials and a lot of people don't want to commit because they have seen bad examples Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so then do you guys think that in a relationship you would compromise your happiness for the success of it and that doesn't necessarily mean like oh we have kids now i'm gonna stay with you because i'm unhappy it could be something as like we're really we're really happy together we want to be in this relationship but he wants to move halfway around the world it's like no but my family's here i don't want to move so then you compromise your happiness to go somewhere else with him because it's a great relationship you guys are thriving you're doing well but you know that you're going to be miserable and unhappy if you go i think i think I think relationships require sacrifices sometimes yeah Mm -hmm. and you're not gonna always get everything that you want all the time like you you're not a child so yeah. when you cry or when this and the other like things happen you have to it's um giving all the time sacrificing all the time marriage is not just rainbows and ponies and i think that we have we have created this instagram uh relationship goals based on the best parts of our relationships and nobody sees the sacrifice that it requires nobody sees the times where you're not always 
um, getting what exactly what you want for the sake of the other person. Both people have to be happy mm-hmm. and, and both think both people have to work. So it's your job to communicate. How can we work this out? If this is where the Lord is leading us, if the God, if God is calling you to a job here and there and I don't know if he's necessarily calling me there with you, even though we're one now, like you guys have to talk that out and work that out. And and it may not make you happy, but everything doesn't always make you happy. That's good for you. Yeah. Broccoli, like she said earlier, <laughs> broccoli don't always be fine, but it's good for you. So you need to eat it. You know what I mean? Maybe the move, there's opportunities for you wherever God is sending him. Mm-hmm. So you have to do it. It's, you're not going to always feel good about the decisions that you make. It's not always going to make you happy. But you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's important. I hear a lot of couples say, I'm not happy, so I'm just going to leave. And I agree with what you're saying, Tiffany. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not always going to be happy, but it's important to communicate those feelings with your partner about why you're unhappy and get assistance. If you need to talk to a relationship coach, if you need a therapist to walk you guys through it and seek counsel, (laughs) whomever whomever that is, um, it's important to do that because life is hard by yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you're bringing somebody else's world and mixing it with yours, it just makes it... 10 times harder um and just because you know you're unhappy for a season or a moment it doesn't it doesn't mean that that relationship should end you know Mm -hmm. what i mean that's true um and i think people forget that like let's work through this and um and that's in your vows though like that's in the wedding vows like for better like people don't remember they don't they don't they don't they don't but like i mean but that's that's what you're saying when you get better or worse right above listen but the thing is a lot of people don't communicate that's the thing i would rather sit here and hold it in and want to leave more so then tell you exactly how I feel because mm-hmm. if we have that foundation and we honor our vows, we honor our word, we should be able to work through it. Yeah, but I have mean, you created a safe space within your relationship for that that's, for people to even be able to speak that? That's no. the problem. Exactly. People want to <laughs> run and jump into things and don't want to take the time. Like my grandmother, my mom would always say. Are you courting? I was like, what is courting? I never understood it. But it's that before dating time, people want to just, after one day, oh, we're in a relationship. No, take the time. <laughs> to get to know To get to know yeah. them because I know me personally. I personally, well, I used to when I dated because I don't date much anymore. But anyway, when I did, I would purposely do stuff to trigger people just to see how they respond. Mm-hmm. That was just me because I was like, I want to see before you, you know, because everything's not going to always be good. Once again, everything's not going to always go smooth. Everything's not going to go always well. But I will always do like little things to trigger. Just to say like things I know you told me that you don't like this being called this or you don't like this word. Or you don't like, And I would say those things on purpose just to see how you respond. <laughs> If you snap off, okay, I was just joking. I only did that <laughs> to see how you respond because, joking. I mean, you will say it as, as we said it. to get no, but as we said it. Like, why would you do that if I said I but, don't like it? I want to know what you would do. Because I'm the type of person, oh, we doing this, and now it's the joke. Oh, now, whatever you and got you play before, too you much. get it 10 times. <laughs> you play too much. Yeah, yeah, why? Still, I, I let them know because it's like, oh, yeah, I want to see how you are when you're upset. Mm-hmm. Because if I can't handle it. I'm going to bow out 
at the beginning. Isn't that self-sabotage, though? Yeah, that is. It's not. I was just about to say that. I want to see how you react when you're angry, so I'm going to push your buttons on purpose to push you to the edge. That's self-sabotage. I get what you're saying. I get what he's trying to do, but I still think it's sabotage. I'm going to push your buttons. I But see... And that's disrespectful. It is. No, it's not. I totally understand what you're saying. You want to see what you're getting yourself into before you get into it. However, I get it. If I am telling you this irritates me, this is annoying AF, and you intentionally provoke me, yeah. Whatever you, don't care you get about down me. at your way, first of all, you you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> The reason behind it is because when you I get, get your reason people, you behind have this it, that oh yeah, everything's gonna be well. I don't want them to see me upset. No, I want to see you upset. True, because that's why you build that builds, foundation. But it builds though. that foundation to the point where I've seen you upset. You see me. You know what I'm capable of. And now you provoke me on purpose. (laughs) No, I think that that should naturally roll out. Like, I don't think that you should intentionally, like, let me just see what would happen if the person... Either way, I think either way you're going to respond how you're going to respond. Right, that's 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 true. But then I'm going to respond worse when I find out that you did it on purpose. That you were intentional in provoking me. Because that's different. But whose fault is it that you responded the way that you responded? Nobody controls you but you. No, that's true. Absolutely. But there's a difference response when I know that it's okay, that's on not, that's purpose. Come after the fact. You're not going to know in the beginning that he's yeah. kind of provoking you and poking no, the bear I'm just not. to see. But then when I find out he poked see, but that's purpose. when, But oh, that's yeah? when I use communication and say I did that just to see how you were on the spot because people have this. I mean we, we're all human. We've all done it. You have this mask when you're entering the relation, well, yeah. in this courtship or getting to know someone. You have your representative. This is what I think they want to hear so I'm going to say it. I agree. So it it's like when I just throw that monkey wrench and just see how you respond to you. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Okay. No. I but it's the same okay. thing because just like you said, I'm going to say this because I think this is what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just to get that response that you want. You're doing the same thing where you're kind of manipulating the situation to get them to react, to see mm-hmm. how they're going to react to a certain thing. So, I mean... I, I get it. There's nothing really wrong with it. It's pretty manipulative, but it is. Manipulation. But at the same time, manipulation. My God, getting to know someone. But it's not. You it's are. not happening naturally. So I feel like. So, oh, but it is. But here's the thing. You no, 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 the real you came but out in your response. But you're manipulating. You're manipulating. You think somebody's manipulating you. So in turn, you're gonna manipulate Woo, them. Come on, Gabby. Come on. Come on. That's raggedy yeah. on so many levels. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It that's is. That's self No, it is. Let's get to the root. Has somebody done that to you, though? Plenty of times. Right. Okay, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. You just, you just learn. You, you learn. You learn. I, I have done the opposite. So, in my past relationship, I have um, let them see the full, full me. In the beginning, my mom always says, don't do that. And I, I don't <laughs> advise other people to do that. But like, I would give them you. I need you to watch my Instagram stories because I'm crazy on there and not in like a wild like I'd be twerking on the handstand. But like, <laughs> like, I want you to see all personality. Wise, I want yeah. you to see all of me, how crazy and fun and loud and silly and all of that kind of stuff. And then you can judge me. I want you to see that in the beginning. And if you can't handle that, if your love can't cover that 
then you can bounce. But I I have I do understand like showing a person all of you seeing that. you're crying and you're crazy and your anger and stuff like that. I get that. But I think that they should show you. Yeah. Not you manipulate a situation and, and conjure up your own. I don't consider that manipulation, but that's it just it that's is. just. It is. But don't <laughs> no, don't Yeah, it is. She was like, I agree with you, it's, and I would do it, but a, it is manipulation. It's a capacity Thank test. Thank you for being honest. It's a capacity <laughs> test. It's not a capacity it's test. test. Yes, I see, love I millennials. I love millennials. It's a capacity test. Now it's a capacity test. Watch, we're gonna be taking now we, capacity right. tests in like two months. Now we're doing assessment. It's an assessment. It's yes, a capacity it test. Get out of here! I handle your it's manipulation. Your because I know. I wouldn't say do it. I mean, it's it's a extreme to it too because mm-hmm. some people manipulate people just to make them miserable. Yes, or to get a negative reaction or to, to hurt them. Or, <laughs> You know, like yeah, on a constant basis, not in that initial, yeah. you know, that initial um, time period to where you guys are getting to know each other. You just want to see yeah. into the future, kind of in a sense. But um, yeah, I think it is it's manipulation. Thank <laughs> you. Come on, well, tell you well, got to tell Jerome today. I said that was a while ago. You know, maybe deliverance that's why I don't is yours, Jerome. So how do you handle it now, though? <laughs> like, what do you do now in relationships? Do you let it? Those situations happen organically. Do you still self sabotage and Do manipulate? Do you still manipulate? <laughs> Give assessment. Um, <laughs> capacity test. Yeah, I'm in the process of a capacity test now, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, honestly, I um, I don't date. I'm literally about um, from my last conversation. Just like really. Out here figuring out what God has for me to do. Okay. Um, learning my assignment. Um, okay, I think what that's am what I everybody to wants do? to know because you keep saying and that I don't date. That, um, yeah, I, I don't. Well, um, people want to know why. why. I don't date because I have that mindset. I don't want to give anything raggedy. I, as a man, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not in a position to, um, yeah. That's Give fair. anyone all of me when I'm still finding out who I am. That is fair. That's there fair. are a lot of men who don't take the time to figure that out. Mm-hmm. And they- Try to date and pursue women, and they give them. But that's the rest. issue I with a lot of that. people because I, I can't give I you what that. I can't give myself. So if I Listen. am having a hard time hearing and channeling God. Where he should lead me? How can I lead a family? Now how that's the capacity a, uh, test you need to be so. creating. Come on, instead of manipulation, let me see how mad I can make you to see if you no. flip over tables when I do when I poke the bear. Like anybody's gonna right. flip but, over a table. So yeah, that's why, because I, I, you know, you have to, um, no. as a man, uh, especially a man of faith, you, you can't lead the blind. Like I can't. Like you said, you were saying earlier, like okay, if I just up and get married and God tells me, hey, you got to move to Texas, I got to make sure that. The package is presented well that she trusts me enough, mm-hmm. the God in me enough mm-hmm. to make that move. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the truth is, I mean, submission is a curse word nowadays. And, you know, that that, that, that submissiveness, you know, God created. Let's go Bible. You know, he created a help me. Yeah. So if the or the woman or the person he has given you is always fighting against the vision that God gives you, clearly she's not the right one mm-hmm. because she's supposed to help push you there and help make things easier but if she's fighting against it clearly yeah that's not that's who god has for you so that's what those needs and wants i need someone to help push me to where god wants me more so than someone well i didn't hear god say it well maybe but you you know know, what women pray that that all the time lord let him go where you're leading him and then when he does it you gotta go too then you be like but 
I gotta go. Like really, like you can't keep you. You gotta follow the process, and you, then you have to like remember the prayers you prayed Definitely. and the consequences Listen. of the prayers. Okay, be ready for it. Be when you pray ready. For it. I love Jerome that you're working on self. I want to make sure that you are not um, going to the extreme though and expecting perfection from yourself because we are harder on ourselves <laughs> than. Look at his face. Like, uh. <laughs> We're harder on ourselves than God is even hard. Uh, he's not even that hard on us. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's not fair. So th- making sure that you have balance in that, knowing that you're never going to come to the table with everything. And that's the point of a relationship. And that's the point of a help meet too. If you're expecting a help meet, if you are perfected, what's her job? She has nothing left to do. Right. You all have to grow together. You have to leave room for you all to grow you together. Did, did you hear that? And you know what? A lot of that, a lot of that is is fear. If yeah. I don't come to the table with exactly everything that she wants, and I'm vulnerable in this relationship, what will happen? You can't sit there and bring that fear to the relationship and mask it with perfection. You're going to be single for the rest of your life. Yeah, you'll never be in a relationship if that's what your expectation is. I have to be this grandiose Jerome and have to bring the perfect thing to the table. And she's not even asking for all that. No. Like, there's, I feel there so, has to be... you, there's so many things you've done. You have a lot to bring to mm-hmm. the table. And I think you have to celebrate what you have in mm-hmm. front of you already. Yeah. But there's more. There's more. There there's is. more. And Absolutely. I'm not saying I'm not there's saying more. stop working on yourself. I, that's not what I'm saying. But that other person can help bring that yeah. out. Yes. That's yes. That's what oh, they're going to be there for. <laughs> and then if you're per- perfect entering into a relationship, your person is not going to be perfect. Yeah. And then y'all just going to be... Mm-hmm. It's not going to work Then out. you have these expectations of this person based on yeah, where right. you are, and that's yeah. not fair. Right. That's not fair. Right. Jerome just got his whole life. <laughs> 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 yeah. I wish y'all yeah. could see this. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he has to go home and journal or create that capacity test. Yeah, I just, like I just don't want you setting the bar so high that you can't attain it and nobody else nobody can else match can. it. Mm-hmm. It's not fair. That's Sheesh! <laughs> like, okay. that's good. We love you, Jerome. Yeah, <laughs> oh my, gotta throw that in there. So is there another quote that we're gonna talk about? <laughs> Jerome, like, get up out my life. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> that's what my mama be doing. People just be looking blank. No, let me tell you something. She do. I just, I got really um comfortable in her chair as of recently and i think i cuss like <laughs> she did she always gives like assignments and i just wasn't in a place where i wanted to hear i'm like no i'm not doing this and like she sat there with the straightest face like are you done <laughs> okay so this is what i need you to do so the next time i see you i need this done and i'm like now nah, i love mcpherson you raggedy this plan raggedy I- i'm not doing this i don't want to do it she's like well but do you want to be healed though mm-hmm. yeah fam but I don't <laughs> want to do this mother <laughs> And she just be sitting there eating her little popcorn. <laughs> Taking notes Taking like notes. whenever you're done. Listen, she be, I promise you she's probably written a whole book on my life by now. Because mm-hmm. she just be struggling <laughs> away. Yeah, but, Jerome. Say it. That's, so, um, that being said, come see Love McPherson. that being said, go see Love McPherson uh. to get your life. But you do have to be in a place where you're ready for it. Yeah, definitely. I hid from her first. Oh, so my God. All my friends were going. Everybody was going. And so even um, Love, she's like, so when are you going to come? I was, I'm not. So y'all have fun. 
for years. For years. And then I finally got to a place where I'm like, I felt stuck. I felt, I just didn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this cannot be life. So if somebody is offering me like help, let me get some help. And Mm -hmm. then when I went, um, and then I started going more consistently, I've literally done a 180. I'm really proud of myself. Wait, where's the bell? Can I bring it? It's yes. <laughs> okay. no, Gabby. So proud of let me tell you something. Me and Gabby has been friends for a minute now, um, and the person that she was when we first like connected, connected, is not the person she it's is not. now. And I, I think that that's so interesting. Just since we're talking about relationships, even in a friendship, what if I wasn't interested and I was attracted to the Gabby that she was before? Woo, you know what I mean? Me and I was I was just cool with her just being that Gabby yeah. um, in the place that she was in. And now she's trying to do things different and trying to be better and blah, blah, blah. And what if I decided, oh, no, I like the other Gabby. You used to be able to do this and do that. And you used to cuss everybody out. And that was that was the fun, Gabby. You're not fun no more. Like, that's not fair. Yeah. You got to grow. And in, in you in, you will always, and I think because I'm growing and because I love to see people grow, I think that that's continuing to keep our friendship strong. And then being open and vulnerable in your um, friendships mm-hmm. and relationships in general, because I know like the old Gabby, I was not vulnerable. I would literally. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Jesus. Wow. Come on. Let's talk about it. Are we talking about this on today? This is why you don't have your (laughs) in your place of business, okay? (laughs) What's TSA? TSA said, without your friend. Come on, leave me alone. No, but I was not vulnerable. All of my friends are so, and they always have been so open with like who they are in their life and the things that they go through. But me, listen. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to tell somebody like what I was going through. Oh my God. Oh my God. But I appreciate my friends because they legit stuck with me through that. I'm a bomb person. I have great characteristics and a great personality. So I think that overshadowed me not being vulnerable because I was still, and I'm a good friend. So I Oh my. Can we just pause and talk about Gabby and what a great friend she is? Like, this a bomb friend. (laughs) Off the chain, G. Swear on everything I love. Bomb friend. Okay? So it did trump everything so it else. it trumped that. Um, but I had to learn um, that in order for my friendships to grow, I had to grow and I had to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, and that was, and me being vulnerable was allowing my friends to really know who I was. Yeah. Because as I started opening up, they would be like, wait, you went through that? Or I mm-hmm. didn't know because from their perspective, they had a totally different view mm-hmm. um, as to things that I went through and who I was. And I'm like, no, it was completely opposite. And they were so like, you're lying. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty serious. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Look at how the vulnerability in enhanced the relationship. Yeah between you and the friends like even in a in a romantic relationship you opening up and being vulnerable but you got to create a safe space you do my mom is so she's so adamant about making sure people know like if i'm going to be vulnerable and share this with you you cannot use this as a weapon against me 
in another conversation or at another time or when you're heated or when we're with company or whatever the case may be. So I think that, but being vulnerable definitely helped our relationship, our friendship, and it can help any relationship because if a person and they're a good person, mm-hmm. they'll have compassion. Absolutely. Like, dang, you went through that and I can look, kind of relate to that. And yeah. then we can connect on that and continue to grow. That's good. I love that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. I want to kind of go completely on another topic. Okay. Okay. okay completely on another um, topic. So I forgot who the guy's name was, but I was watching this video and he was talking about love and Falling in love and being in love with and all Jesus. that good stuff. Right? Not with Jesus, but. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> Y'all was gonna get some. Boo! Boo! But he basically was saying how um, falling in love is like a, about a connection that you have with somebody and that you cannot fall out of love with them. Um, he was saying you can reject love, you can run from it. Um, but if you, quote unquote, fall out of love, like you were never in love to begin with. Um, oh, that, you know what? Okay, I got And that like when you're in love, like you'll always have this genuine connection with somebody. Um, and his example for that was like, let's say you're dating somebody and you break up and then you reconnect some way somehow. It doesn't even have to be romantically, but it's like all these feelings come back and... Um, even with the friendship, you know, you yeah. pick up where you left off, different yeah. things like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I kind of agreed with some points, mm. but then some I was like, uh. Okay, so here's what I say to that. I don't think you fall in and out of love. I think love is a choice, period. You choose love. Mm-hmm. So you choose to love a person's behavior. You choose to love them past their God chose love. He it, it was an act. It's not of he fell in love with us. He looked at us and was like, "Oh, they're doing all the right things. I'm loving them. I'm falling in love with them." <laughs> That's not what he did. He chose us and he decided, "You know what? My love is going to cover all of the things that you are and who you are." And so, I don't think yeah, you if you fell in love, you weren't in love in the first place. He's he's absolutely mm-hmm. correct. If you chose love, you choose to cover that, you choose to love a person, then that's different. What do you think, Jerome? What do you think, Jerome? Considering the fact that the foundation is God is love, um, the whole falling in and out of love thing, I never um, was a fan of it. I just think about how, you know, yeah, oh, I fell in love. Did they catch it? No? Okay. So, uh, just <laughs> falling in and out That's of love thing. That's we fell out. Dang. Right. <laughs> we fell out because we person, weren't there to catch you. fell in love and they didn't catch you. Right. So, you know, the falling in out of love, I think um, it goes Cold back world. to um, infatuation. You you <laughs> fell in love what, with, with what they were doing, what you felt they offered you, mm. but um, it's just infatuation. I think um, I don't think you can fall in and out of love. You, you have your moments. Somebody. You just love someone, but like the things that they did as they change, you may not like it, but you, you still love them. You are making a conscious them. decision yeah. to love to every love. day. So conscious. Lo- so then, should we stop saying, "Oh, I'm falling in love" or "I fell in love with this person," and just say, "I'm choosing to love this person"? Well, just say and you then love when them, it, and just then when it doesn't work out, you've chosen. I'll love you like that. No. <laughs> No, you chose to love this person and then your love can grow. Like, I believe that you choose to love them. And then as they evolve, as you get to know them, 
your love for them evolves, evolves yeah. and grows. But I don't think you can say like I felt like like Jerome said like th- if they don't catch you when you fall like what I don't then, love you no more. Then what do you have? Nothing. You choose love every day. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. So then also in this clip he said that love is not an action. It can be defined by your actions. Um, but he was saying that it's not. I feel like love is an action. Love is love an is action. action. It's an action All word. day. All day. Definitely. Because you so can say you love me, but if you don't show it, I don't believe you. Yeah. So he. Okay. And so an example that he had shared with that was like there could be somebody who's who loves you or in love with you like right now mm-hmm. but based off of circumstances they may not be able to show you but they still love you so it's not an action mm. I don't know what to say to that I think that. that I think that <laughs> love is definitely an action um, yeah well I think love is both a, a verb and a noun because God is love Yeah, and then an action oh, is God showed his love by dying on the cross for us. God shows his love for us and loves us through our hurt and our pain, which is action. Like um, surrounding us and covering us and t- talking to us and telling us um, that we can make it. That's all action and that's all love. And so I think that love is definitely action and it's a verb it and a noun. Too. Period. 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 I definitely agree. Um, it's a noun and a verb. It's um, it's something that can be expressed, but yet and still, it's a word that we often misuse. Like, oh, I love her hair. I love this. I love that. But yet and mm. still, you know, we use that as that word. You know, but love is definitely an action word. Um, you know, the ultimate love. You know, Jesus died on the cross for us. But yeah. just loving, like. If you see someone in need, you know, you meet in their needs. That that that's the You're the sh- action part of love tell. because I can say that I love you, but you understand when I see you struggling, you have a need, I'm not willing to meet that help you meet that need. I mean, it, it love is just an action word, I believe, where you have to show it more so than you say it. I can't say I love you and then see, you know, you stranded on the side of the road and I'll just keep on going. Like it's just mm. not I, I just think that love is definitely an action word that um So I'm on Facebook. I'm on Facebook Live, and one of my people said, um, Bill Winston said it at best years ago when he stated that love is like a small plane that has to make adjustments ever so often to stay on course and reach the intended destination. <laughs> it was a lot. I think it was, it sounds great, right? It sounds great. I don't get it either, but it sounds great. Mm-hmm. Love is like a small plane. That okay. has to make, um, has to make adjustments so make, okay, ever so often. Make adjustments. So is that the my love can cover this or my love can't cover this? As you're like right. navigating through a relationship. Okay. Yes. Okay. Ever so often to stay on course and reach the intended destination. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna try to bring it in, folks. Yes, so let's break I feel this like down. Maybe that's where we were talking about earlier: communication and being vulnerable and creating that safe space. Mm-hmm. So you're in a relationship, whether it's romantic or a friendship, you're constantly 
communicating and adjusting, if you will, to the other person's lifestyle and making those sacrifices. You know what I mean? Um, and like we talked about earlier, you're not always going to be happy. So you're making those adjustments and you're discovering, oh, my goodness, I thought my love could cover this and it doesn't. Or discovering, oh, my goodness, my love could cover this. I didn't know I had this in me. So you're constantly like that little jet, the little jet that could. <laughs> <laughs> not the little jet that could. You're making a conscious decision to continue to tell and show this person that you love them and make those adjustments along the way. Yeah. It goes back to that capacity piece. You know what? Come on, kindergarten teacher. Can y'all see me on the live? Yes, they can see you on the live. You did that. You did that. Come on, comprehension. (laughs) Woo! Billy, don't send no more of them things because that was too much. Billy, Billy. that was, yeah, that was too much to break down. You know, I was going to say a quote that uh, Haley Berry said in Boomerang. You know, love should have brought you home last night. But, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, but it it should have. You know, love make you do the right decisions. I mean, it's an action word. Like, it goes back to any relationship. It goes with that whole capacity piece that I was saying earlier. You just have to understand if people have and can hold the, um, you know, have the capacity to handle who you are, where you are now, but where you're going. I mean, some people can, and it goes, you know, full circle. Like, if you can handle me now, and then, you know, God is doing these things, and you're going here, you're going there, and then they, oh, you acting funny? No, you don't have the capacity to handle where I'm going then, because this is just the beginning to some, you know, to some extent where when you're not calling as much as you can, or you're not available as, you know, you used to be. No, it's the capacity level like once again do that capacity check can your love cover that like love mcpherson says can it cover it and if it can't cover it for the long run if it can't head out yeah then then you gotta go so then this whole love piece okay we know what the whole can my love cover this and i'm quote unquote in love with somebody looks like but what if you're in a relationship with somebody your love covers a multitude of things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you get to a place where you're like this isn't working so then at that point you're choosing not to love this person because then we say well i have love for them but i don't love them anymore or i don't like them like that anymore so what's the difference with that then uh, from getting what you said I, I i i get i don't think it's a love loss but i think it's just uh, yeah we say that too no love uh, loss right. But I just I'm I've decided aren't no I've decided same. that my love can't cover that right. period like you at this point like I can't extend myself in a in a way where my love um, is vulnerable enough or to be able to cover what you're doing or how you're acting or the behaviors it just doesn't match where I'm going so, so. Then what do we say like. I don't love you no more. I love you with the I, love no, of Christ, just, but I don't love you like that, G. <laughs> I fell out of no, yeah, just like no, no, just have to be honest. It's Once no again, romantic it's, love anymore. It's the communication. Like no, you have to communicate how you feel. I feel like um, to say it's just you not know there's there. different types of love. There so is, there's, there's like agape sure. love. There's that. There is some other. Filios. Uh, there's filios. Come on, what's the, come on, y'all. What's the other loves? Love there's, McPherson. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> There's different types of love. Love McPherson is in there too. But I'm just saying there's different types of love. And so maybe the type of love has switched up now. I think I think I get confused because there's so many different explanations as to what love is. 
But I think, I know for me, mm. I've based love off of a feeling because everybody talks about how they feel when they are in love or love somebody. So then for me, when I don't feel something anymore, I'm like, no, I don't love them. So then I get confused like WTH. <laughs> so somebody said um, there's Eros, Agape, and Filio. That's the love Whoever that I was talking that, about. That's Billy again. Okay, Billy. Billy. <laughs> ask Billy if he can tell us like what each one means. Okay, tell us what each one means. And then in the meantime, Darnell said it's an adjustment due to the lack of capacity, not mm. the lack of love. So you don't have the capacity Ooh, to cover yeah. it. It's not the love. It's the capacity. <gasps> okay, this just blew my mind. That's mind good. Blown. Okay, so. That's good. Woo. Let's say, okay, so in my, I'm going to use myself as an, as an example. Okay. So in a past relationship, I have told somebody that I love them and I considered myself to be in love. Mm-hmm. I could care less about that person right now. I don't hate them. There's no bad blood, no nothing. Right. So I still love them. Yeah, you still right? love them, but you don't have the capacity to handle what they bring to the table. Or you just don't love what they're giving you at the time it's saying, we don't I, I love you, you anybody's don't. actions we love the person right so period dot right. like we don't love um we love the person period not their behaviors but we don't have the capacity to cover or to deal with that this behavior anymore process i think i just have to unlearn and retrain my mind because literally when i think of love i think of the emotion and the feeling. Uh, yes, and yeah. it's not And that, that is not, not that. there. Yeah. So when I hear, oh, I love you, like, I can tell my friends I love them all day, and that's nothing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But when I think of a romantic relationship with a guy and I think of love, that feeling. So to say, oh, yeah, I still love him, huh? But I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Billy says, okay, so Billy said um, Eros is romantic, agape is the God kind of love, and filio is brotherly love. Like, so I guess that's platonic. Filio. So that's what I say to my friends. Yes. Yes, yes. And then agape, agape covers all of it. That's That's the love that you should have in a relationship and in a marriage. But which one is God? Agape. And we got to have that in a relationship? In, in, In our marriages and stuff like that. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, what you mean? When you make a covenant with a person in marriage and like under God, then you have God kind of love. Wait. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay. And Darnell said we all have to be retrained. We love a yeah. good love story. You're right. Mm, Thanks. We yeah, so he's in support of you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. I stand with Darnell. Okay. So, in this marriage, this God kind of love. Yeah. Um, mm, love is about being, not doing. People, The people are talking today, okay? About being, being what? This is a lot. Like, no, I really, my mind is really trying to process all of this stuff. That's a lot. That so, is a lot. Like, how, Sway? <laughs> <laughs> how do you have that God kind of love with somebody? Like. Well, a guy gave what us. What if they cheat on you? What if they that's get somebody else? That's so love because I mean, they... truth is, you have to look at it capacity with the lens that God does. I mean, because we cheat on God, we do stuff that He don't want us to do, but yet still, on, that's good. He, um, that's he loves us unconditionally. So it's like, yeah, you. I believe, and this is just my opinion. It you never stop talking. loving. You never stop loving anyone. <laughs> it's just 
a different kind or a different need or a different position of love, if you will. I mean, because God loves us unconditionally, yet mm. and still, when we walk away, he still loves us. He loves us enough to leave the 99 to come get us. However, but in our relationships and friendships, yeah, I love you, but yet and still, it's just we're not where we once were, but I you never stopped loving you. You placed spot. it in a different um, perspective, if that Yeah, yeah, I get yeah, 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 I get it. Um, somebody said the fact that she can't imagine agape is proof that the concept of love lost is lost in a transactional society. Yeah, so we I think agree. that based on actions, that's what love is versus love is just who God is. Yeah. It's not. I understand the, like God being that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have, to, we're a reflection of him and oh, we're made in his image and his likeness. Sorry, I have to hype myself up. That's good. So <laughs> we're made in his image and his likeness. Then yeah. we are loved too. And we have to, I think our actions trans- have to follow that. Transferring Definitely. that concept Woo-hoo! into a marriage mm. is what is kind of blowing my mind. Mm. I, ne- I never thought like that same type of love that God shows us is what needs, even though it talks about it in the Bible, I still never, I guess, processed it that way, mm-hmm. is that that's the same type of love we need to transfer to our significant other, especially in today's society where everybody's just like, you don't make me happy, I'm done, or this person did that, this, I'm done, or we're not going to work through this, I'm done. So to think that we really have to be like Christ with our partner, no matter what they say or do, like, if it's abuse, that's another thing, but like no matter what they say or do, it's like, Dang, son, like, mm. I ain't die on this cross, though. Why do I got <laughs> <laughs> But he but died it on it for you. I and know, you accepted I him, know. so you're his. So you have to be like him. He said, um, Darnell said, we think we have to find a balance. Generations before us locked in for life no matter what. Yeah. Detrimental loyalty. While the current generation is quick to cut and yeah. sever the relationship. So how do we find that balance? Because I do think there should be a healthy balance. I love the commitment and the tenacity that the generations before us had. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that was amazing. However, I do think like Darnell was saying, some of that was detrimental to like their mental, physical, Mm -hmm. all of that. And then this generation, we're so quick to throw everything in the trash. So what is that balance? I think that culturally they couldn't leave though. Like there was we have to look at the times. I think we take things out of context. Mm-hmm. So during those times, there was a level of, if I leave you, I have nothing left. Okay. We live in 2019. Mm-hmm. If you leave the person, you still got all your assets or whatever. You know, in some cases, it's yeah. it's different. So I think that now they stay together just because they were separated back in the day. Mm-hmm. Now we have to stay together as a choice and as a level of love you know what i mean versus but, just leaving just to leave but the thing because we have the option to leave i would say even with um the whole love topic like do you love yourself enough um before you try to go love someone else that's the thing you mm-hmm. know you can't give what you don't know what you're giving that's true um you can't give and expect something in return if you don't know what to get so it's like, you know, you have to learn to love yourself. Just once again, my own personal opinion, you know, you have to love yourself enough to go through a point where you say, this is what I will and will not accept in loving someone and finding someone to love me the way, you know, because it's reciprocation. That's what or the 
word of the day is. Anyway, uh, reciprocation. Reciprocity. Reciprocity. So, you know, just um, understanding that um, you can't give. Reciprocity, Jerome. You, you can't. Reciprocity. I said it. There ah. we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're just learning um, what you're willing to get out. Because the, the original quote was, you know, just accepting. What was it again? One more time. Uh, we accept the love we think we deserve. We accept the love that we think we deserve. So it's just like if you don't have this expectation of what you you deserve, and it's not a clear cut definition of this is what I will and will not accept as it terms, you're gonna get in the find yourself in a position where you have no choice but to settle. So you have to put out that God will give you the desires of your heart. We say that. I mean, we quote that. But do we really believe that at times? Mm. Like, God's not going to give me all love. People tell me I should be in a relationship according to my age. But yet and still, the person I'm with is verbally, mentally, physically abusive. No. Like, no. That's just not. And, you know, as, as a people, we actually give certain areas to God. But do we give, you know, these areas to God? Like, yeah, mm. the person I'm supposed to marry, fall in love with. Am I putting these things in God's hands? No, because I want something that I think I want, a media want, and not thinking long term. We all do that. I think the another thing is the balance with today versus before. I mean, our generations before us when it comes to, like, love and relationships. I think the communication wasn't there like that. And I think that to be able to communicate now and say, I'm unhappy. Can we change and work through some stuff versus just accepting what is and just sticking together and not being happy? I know a lot of relationships before us were just sticking in it just to say we got some years in the game versus sticking in it and saying we got years in the game and we happy fam. And we and and was it even like how would they have seen that if the generations before them didn't model that happiness? It was just be together just because you can be together versus Let's be together and be happy. And if you haven't seen that model before you, then how will you know how to do that? And I think that we have a lot more resources today to be able to help us with communication, help us through the financial uh, turbulence, help us through all types of aspects of our relationship that would cause us to want to um, sever the relationship. I have a question. Yes. Could that be a pro or a con? Because I know, like, we think about our great-grandparents and our grandparents where they didn't have as many resources, but that taught them how to learn and depend on one another. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think, you know, yeah, the recesses, I mean, recesses, resources are good. You know, the, the conferences and the, the, you know, the coaching and all the other good stuff. But what happened to the better for worse part of it. You know, yeah, we, we're we at our worst right now. Mm-hmm. So we have to sit down. We have to communicate. We have to talk. We have to work through this thing. But I think it's so much at our fingertips right now and at our hands that we could just grab for resources when we're, we're relying on an outsider to fix our relationship when it really needs to be fixed from the inside. So I can hear, you know, no offense to your, your mom. I know that she's no, a love coach. She does course. that. But yet and still, yeah, sometimes they're, they're great because they tell us what we need to hear. But yet and still... If the person that I vow to, the one that I love, is not comfortable enough to express how they feel, that's where the problem lies. So mm-hmm. how how do we work through that? So, yeah, the resources are good, but I believe it takes the responsibility off the two parties that really need to fix the issue. But the, how can they fix issues where they've if never they seen know. how exactly. to fix it? 
And that's where resources yeah. come from. And I think that our the people before us were just navigating based on traumas, yeah. based on dysfunction, based on what they knew. You know what I mean? And if you don't know any better, you can't do any better. And so if nobody teaches you this does not work, this is not functional for the longevity of if you want to get to the years that your grandparents and stuff did in a fun- the most functional and healthy way, you can't continue these behaviors yeah. and so we got to yeah. talk about it and then you have to be willing you have to be teachable so Definitely. you have to be willing to grow and then no matter who you bring in as a resource to help you and your relationship the responsibility then goes back on you and your partner because somebody can tell you something all day this will work or this won't work but if you're not willing to put in that work and actually utilize those resources that's good and do what they say it won't work that's good but i can play devil devil's advocate for a second. we know because you love you love capacity <laughs> tests. i love capacity, capacity tests. Tests. I do. however but it just uh, because i mean truth is yes you can sit under these people but in all honesty like yeah just because it worked for you it may not work for me it might not but if you're not willing to do the work but then it's not, not gonna work flesh, if we're if i'm with somebody and we are at our worst clearly whatever we've been doing has not been working we need mm, help you know good. what i'm saying mm. so if there's somebody that is like, hey, try this. You know, I'm not going to go to just so anybody. So I go, I'm in a relationship and I go to Love McPherson. I'm not in a relationship. I'm still single, by the way. But I'm just saying, if I was. <laughs> but if I was and she's like, try this for you and your relationship. We going to try it. Because whatever we've been doing has been detrimental to our yeah. relationship. Yeah. And so we need help. So if a professional is saying, this can work. And then if we do the work and if we go back to her and say, hey, this made it worse or this didn't, then we'll come back to the drawing board and figure something else out. It's trial and error. But at least we have come together and we are trying and we are attempting to better our relationship and put that work in. Everything's not always going to work. Everything everybody suggests isn't always going to work. And that's okay. That's a part of the process. And that's why you go to people and you have to do the work mm-hmm. to see what is going to work and what isn't. Mm-hmm. So one of my friends just said, nothing works if you don't work. <laughs> that's- Come on, friend. Come on. <laughs> Ding. Um, Tucson said, love is free. Relationships cost. Mm. Put that put that on somebody's shirt, Tucson. The social, put that in the capacity that's test good. <laughs> No, seriously, you, Tucson, put it on the shirt. We need that on the shirt. Um, he said the social norms of the environment create the relationship standard. The social norms of the environment create the relationship standards. But the social norm does not govern the spirit of love. Oh my God. That's good. You guys. I hate to say it, but we're out of time. Are we out of time? We're out of that time. That was quick. This no. was quick. This My was God, amazing. Darnell said, "Talk, talk, Gabby." <laughs> I'm finna talk. Yeah. <laughs> but I just want to thank Jerome and Tiffany for coming on. Ah. I have had so much fun. I've learned so much. There are so many things I need to unlearn <laughs> as my mind has been blown. I need to book a session with love. Um, but thank you guys. Thank you to my guests. Thank you guys for tuning in on the live or whatever. We love you. So irritating. So irritating. And we are out. Peace. Peace. We out. They said, what time are we doing this again? Oh.